Well, good morning. Welcome to the Equip webinar. Uh, my name is Ben Johnson. I'm working in communications here at the district office. And today we have the honor of having Jeff Grinnell and Josiah Keneally with us today. Um, so thanks for joining us, guys. Hey. <laughs> Josiah, Ben. Hey, Ben. Audience. Let's yeah. go. Good morning. Thanks for tuning in. If you're yes. watching live right now, that's awesome. If you're joining, you can comment your questions. We'll take them towards the end. And also, if you're watching the replay, that's cool, too. We're just glad you're here. Yeah. So first of all, guys, could you just share, kind of introduce yourselves and your ministry and kind of what 2019 has looked like for you so far? Yeah, for sure. Uh, I started an organization a few years ago called Youthology, the study of youth. And the idea is to bring in the veteran relationship with the rookies yep. and to see how that relationship could impact healthier youth ministry. So basically about probably 75% of what I do is coaching and these kind of settings and conferences and sessions like that. So it's a blast. At, it, it, this is my 35th year in youth ministry. So to even find people that are doing it for 10 years is difficult. You're a lifer, so, Jeff. You're oh, in it for definitely life. Definitely a lifer. So, yeah. um, so to, to do this and to have a broader footprint, mm -hmm. you know, on our voices like this, mm -hmm. I know Josiah feels the same way, is uh, a blessing. Yeah. So yeah. thank you for the invitation. Yeah, Absolutely. thanks for yeah. having us. Yeah. So until... That's a little bit about yeah. too. My name's Josiah Keneally, like Ben said, and um, I was on staff at Cedar Valley Church for about six, seven years. Started a young adult ministry from scratch there. And I mean, we saw it grow to the last couple of events we led were over 200 young adults each and every single one of them. So that was really fun. And then just this past fall, uh, my wife Micah and I, we launched and pioneered, we're planting right now a Chi Alpha at Normandale Community College here in Bloomington, Minnesota. It's a campus of 15,000 students. Mm -hmm. It's a 50 year old school and there's never been a Chi Alpha campus uh, ministry there. Crazy. So we're missionaries now mm -hmm. um, and we're doing that. We love it. We've never seen God move quite like this. We're just fully surrendered, fully dependent on Him. We're, we're walking with Him daily, like waking up, God, what do you want us to do Good. today? And, um, and then I should also mention, we help out at the district here for yeah. the Minnesota Assemblies of God leading a movement called Minnesota Young Adults, helping um, churches and leaders um, who want to start and take their young adult ministries to the next level. So cool. Yeah, that's so exciting to see uh, just how God's using both of you. And yeah. That's, it's just so incredible, especially the, just the new season of Chi Alpha. Um, it's just really exciting to see that. So Yeah, we love it. And I should say this, I was praying about this webinar and just thinking about Jeff's influence on my life. About 10 years ago, mm -hmm. I uh, started my education at North Central University. I and um, probably nobody invested more into my dream of young adult ministry than you, Jeff. And you would always teach us in pastoral yeah. theology or youth evangelism or any of these classes, you'd always say, hey, everybody, it's my ceiling yep. is your floor. And yeah. I, think, I think it's that way you've really lived that out for, sure. for a decade in my life. So I'm just thankful for your voice of mentorship and friendship and the of times course. we've met or called or texted or prayed for yeah. each other. It's just really thankful for you. Yeah, that whole concept I think is at the center of this discussion. Yes. To be honest, that's a great segue because somebody, somebody poured into my life, yep. you know, when I was younger, when I was the rookie or yep. whatever. And it, it, to be honest, in some ways, I still feel like a rookie, man. That's how much I love this. 
and I'm still reinventing myself and yep. learning so many things. Yep. <clears throat> but that whole concept of uh, mentoring from the floor, you know, mm-hmm. th- it, I've told all my kids, all three of my kids are pursuing ministry also, which doesn't mean necessarily that, you know, I did things right. It just it means I didn't do things wrong, <laughs> that they wanted to do ministry. Yeah. But yeah. I, I t- I've told all of them, if you don't do greater things than I did, then I've failed you Right. in one sense. Mm-hmm. I don't want to take people through like my museum of all the great mm-hmm. things I did. Mm-hmm. Hey, let's go over here and go to the Grinnell Museum and show you, you know, back in 19... <laughs> I don't want to do that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to inspire other young leaders, yep. equip, yep. Other young leaders, which is why we're doing this conf- this this webinar webinar to prepare for the conference. Yeah. I want to equip them to do greater things than I've ever done. So good. Or I feel like it's just it, it failed. It, this whole thing failed. So. Yeah. Well, I think next gen ministry is that way. We were talking before we hopped on. It's like children's ministry. Mm-hmm. The ceiling of that children's ministry is the floor of youth ministry, mm-hmm. and then that youth ministry builds a, a young person's life, and then that becomes the floor Perfectly of young adult set. ministry oh, yeah. and college ministry settings. And it's yeah. just a building blocks. And where, where those transitions fail, mm-hmm. if there's not foresight, yep. if you're not mm-hmm. proactive yep. with programming or, you know, uh, um, even, even a, just a plan, yep. of, like a vision, yep. how am I going to connect uh, fifth graders into middle school? Yeah. How am I going to connect middle school into high school? If we fail those transitions, then we end up basically where we're at today because yeah. we fail those transitions too many times. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, that's that's a really big deal. And um, just as somebody who's like gone through um, like the youth group in my high school, and then as a college student at North Central, and now working in like the church world doing tech and communication ministry, like yeah. I see how like, just how so, how important it is to see like that transition happen well. Um, there's one question I had for you guys, um, is today in like 2019, what are some of the (coughs) biggest challenges you would say that, um, maybe that youth pastors face or that young adult leaders face? And, um, what do you feel like the church can do to equip and prepare leaders to be successful in navigating all that? Mm. Just say it, go. Yeah. I think with college ministry and young adult ministry, it's one of the most unique and challenging ministries. You don't have parents who are dropping off their students and saying, you need to go. Everyone who shows up comes on their own. Um, But so many have questions, and I think some leaders feel not equipped to answer those questions, or maybe they haven't asked the questions themselves. Mm -hmm. And so that empathy, that authority, um, just as a guide. You don't need to be God. You don't need to be Jesus or the Holy Spirit, but just to position yourself as a guide for the heroes of young people along the way in the ministry. And I think that young adult ministry is at times under-resourced, underfunded, just not talked about. So our vision is just to reach sinners, raise believers, and then release leaders into the next generation. And I think we do that. Say that again, that process. Yeah. We just believe in reaching sinners, the mission of Jesus, raising believers of discipleship, and then releasing leaders, discipleship, mentoring, leadership, the reproduction of that. And I think how we do that is providing relationships, creating relationships like conferences, settings where people can Mm -hmm. come together with other people who are like-minded. So just building those relationships, creating rallying points, 
that, that are things that we can rally around together, common causes that are so much greater than ourselves. And then I think lastly, just um, sharing resources, mm, idea good. exchanges, good. and you know, all of us is smarter than one of us. Mm -hmm. So I think that as we build yeah. relationships, create rallying points, you know, um, exchange resources, you know that you're not in it alone. Mm -hmm. You're in it together Good. with other people. There's yeah. mentors, there's conferences, there's books, podcasts, webinars. Um, and I think that that can take you to a whole nother level. Mm -hmm. Good. Uh, if you're joining us, text a friend right now. Okay, they're finishing up maybe their devotions in their office and yes. have them have them <laughs> join us because this is really good content because we don't, no one's talking about this. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. uh, at least not, not enough people are talking about it. So, to answer this, the question specifically, Ben, mm -hmm. what is the problem that we foresee? I think it's a lack of vision. I really do. There isn't an organization on the planet that doesn't have a mission statement. Right. Oh, I mean, if they don't, then they're, they're not sustainable. Yeah. <laughs> but if you, if you want to do sustainability in the church, you have to think of these transitions yep. in next-gen ministry. Yeah. In now-gen, whatever. I, I know there's all these, mm -hmm. these terms for it, you know. Yeah. But next-gen is the one we, that is most used. Um, the idea of sustainability, I think, is critical. And I think that the sustainability is best served through a vision. Even Solomon said it in Proverbs. Yeah. Where there is no vision, right. the yeah. people perish. But let's take that apart. Because if you really look at the Hebrew idea of that statement, it's, it literally means this, where there is no graph or map, okay, mm -hmm. vision, wow. yep. where there's no graph or map, then the people run around aimlessly. unrestrained, aimless. Yeah. So to me, that aimless part of, yep. hey, I gotta, I, I'm out of the house, I can do what I want. I'm right. paying my own bills. I got my own car. And yep. Mommy and daddy aren't whatever. And I know some live at home, but th that whole idea is a lack of vision. Right. To, that because they, 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 there was no vision in the church to connect them. Yeah. The second danger, and I'll do this in 30 seconds. That's the good. second danger, <clears throat> this is so hard to do this live because we have so much to say. <laughs> the, the, the second danger is a lack of theology yeah. in both children's yep. and youth ministry. Yep. And to me, that is as critical as the other one, mm -hmm. but I think it begins with a vision, and part of that vision should be theology. Yeah. Because we have 33% of millennials in the church mm -hmm. can only name half of the Ten Commandments. There's our problem. Mm -hmm. They don't know God. And to me, yep. theology, the study of God, yes. is better served than meology where mm -hmm. children's in, in youth ministry mm -hmm. are just telling stories and playing mm -hmm. gaga ball and whatever. That's not going to bring them back. What's mm -hmm. going to bring them back is theology. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, and that this is um, something I heard recently. Uh, there's a podcast I follow called um, Pro Church Tools, and the host of it, uh, Brady Shearer, he talks about a recent um, research poll that Barna released, mm -hmm. and they talk about how it was something like forty, like forty percent, I believe, of millennials say that they um, don't they don't want to do evangelism or that they don't, they, they feel like they're equipped yeah. to do it, but they feel like they, it's not something that's for them. Yeah. Kind of, and do you feel so like let's that's give them, seen, like, Yeah, let's give them that resource. Yeah. It's called Gen Z. Yeah. Okay. Um, and it just came out in yeah. February 2018. Yeah. yeah. So, and, and there's, 
you got to get it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gen Z, uh, Barna research. It's called yep. the 360 study. Yep. Okay. Yeah. And it was basically, I think if I'm, if we're tracking, it's 40% of millennials are saying it's wrong to share your faith. They believe that they have a conviction. You shouldn't share your faith. Because you don't want to be invasive. But you look at the words yeah. of Jesus and why he came, it's to seek and to save the lost. Absolutely. The Great Commission is to go and make disciples. Yeah. And, and that's why I appreciate so much just the, the vision that like Pastor Mark Dean has yes. here at the district for 2018-2019, seek and save, is like mm -hmm. the vision, um, the theme of this equipped conference. And so I think it's so exciting that we have this opportunity to equip pastors and leaders to be able to do that better. Um, regardless of what their specific ministry looks like. Good. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, uh, again, just with the Equip conference coming up specifically, both of you guys are doing breakout sessions for the conference. Mm -hmm. Do you have any, like, maybe sneak peeks or teasers or kind of what we might want to expect from, from that at the Equip conference? Joseph? Well, Jeff's doing four yeah. breakout <laughs> sessions. Yes. This guy is intense. He's so, for it. <clears throat> So what's funny, my, my wife, Mike, and I, we're just doing one. So come to ours on Friday at yes, 4.30, please, and then you can go to three. Please, please. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But our breakout session is going to be about how to build and create a successful young adult ministry. It's one of the most common questions that we get Good. is where do we start? Good. If yeah. The zero to one can be so overwhelming. It's like we're in analysis paralysis. Where do we start? Good. It's... Right. It's this ambiguous idea and how do we break it down? So our session will be really conversational, really practical, come with your questions. And we really are excited. Um, I just believe that every college in America mm -hmm. needs a Chi Alpha presence. Yes. There's about 300 that it's on. There's about 4,000 to go. And I believe that every church in America, there's 384,000 churches mm -hmm. in America. And every single one of them needs a young adult ministry, yeah. a young adult yeah. presence. And so that can start right here in Minnesota. It can start right at Equip Conference with some breakout sessions. Good. Absolutely. Good. Yeah, that's, that's the practical side of that, too. That'll yep. really help leaders. Wh wherever there's a university, there's yep. a church. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, yes. duh. Yes. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, I, my favorite one that I'm looking forward to is the trends one. We're, we're doing one on uh, the, what's new in youth ministry, or maybe not even necessarily what's new, mm -hmm. but what is, uh, what is happening, it, because it could be recycling things that we did. There are, I, I am finding so many young leaders doing things that I did 35 years ago. Wow. Like, seriously. Wow. It's almost like the Swatch <laughs> came back. <laughs> yeah, you don't even know. Don't even I know do know Swatch. Swatch. Yeah, okay, oh, good, yeah. good, good. Yeah, Ben's like, mm, yeah, bring me up to date here. <laughs> it's, it's like, uh, you know, when, when members only comes back in, <laughs> those, you know, those jackets and stuff, yep. it's like, I lived through that. And now I'm hearing youth leaders, you know, talk about things that we did. And, it, and it's like, you don't even have to bring it up. Because I, I feel like if we brought it up as veterans, they'd be like, uh, that's kind of stupid. Right. It, but when they realize, uh, like small groups, yeah. it, it's not new. Right. We did small groups 35 years ago. Right. <laughs> and we did them from geography settings. We did them from age group. We did them from, uh, you know, gender. We did it topical. Yep. We did them at the schools. So you go yep. to your school one. So I love that whole trends thing because uh, advantage, disadvantage... 
that I have in being in a different city, mm -hmm. in a different church every week. I, I like to call it an advantage, but sometimes it's a disadvantage. Yeah. Mm. You see what, it, what works, what isn't working in the small, medium, large, mm -hmm. in the urban, suburban, rural setting. Yeah. yeah. And you kind of get this. It's, to me, I think you said it earlier, Josiah, like this, you know, this education with everybody in the room. Yep. I, my travel and my perspective is like a university of, of education. Of its own. Mm -hmm. it, yeah. it really is. Yeah. And, you know, and, and I teach at uh, a university. Mm -hmm. I teach at North Central just one class. Yep. But I'm on campus, you know, two days a week. And I feel like my, my travel and what I do with youthology is in itself an education because right. of seeing all the fresh and new things. So that's one mm -hmm. of the sessions we're going to do. Cool. Yeah, that's exciting. So, yeah. And then as um, one question I have just as far as how this whole transition can happen because we've addressed mm -hmm. it like this is definitely a problem of like how do you go from uh, from your youth ministry and then to young adult ministry like when your high school <coughs> seniors go off and graduate mm -hmm. how do you like what can churches do to make sure they don't just slip through the cracks go to his session yeah. at, at equip <laughs> seminar at emmanuel christian center yep Yep. Right? Yeah. At what time? Do you know it? 4.30 on Friday. 4.30. April 26th. April 26th. Yeah. That's good. Well, but I think that, for example, their senior year, once they've graduated, yeah. yes, that's when the transition happened, mm -hmm. but you've got to plan for that transition years in advance. It doesn't happen yes. by accident. Mm -hmm. And so I think one of the things I would add is just that um, I worked with a, a high school youth pastor when I was on staff at a church doing young adult ministry. Yeah. And when um, what we would do is we would tag team a transitions class and you can get the Good. material on the minnesota student ministries webpage for free Good. the curriculum's all there it was awesome but we, what we did is we brought in juniors in high school seniors in high school and their parents then the class was taught by young adults and yeah. so there was questions from parents it was very interactive and we talked about adulting budgeting hmm, yeah. what do you do when the parties are bigger and yeah. you know the temptation is stronger and how do you prepare for college now how do you pay, prepare yes. to be a young adult and to get that thought in their heads early and often and so we saw tremendous success then that same youth pastor what he would do is their freshman year of college they had already left his ministry but he'd call 20 to 30 students on the phone four mm -hmm. times a year and just say how are you doing what church are you going to? What, which ministry are you plugged into on campus? Yeah. And how's, how's your faith? And he saw 90 per, of the years that he did that, 90% of the students were thriving in their faith. In other words, they did get involved into a, a church in college. They did attend a campus ministry. And I think so just participating beyond just your setting of, of youth mm -hmm. ministry, but mm -hmm. yeah. helping them connect with a local Chi Alpha pastor or crew yeah. or campus yeah. ministry or what city are they going and what, what churches are there. Yeah. So I think that those are some of the things, that's some of the starting places. Absolutely. Cool. I, I like that idea of <clears throat> interdepartmental ministry yeah. because if, uh, if we can get the elementary visiting the middle school yeah. a couple of times a year, or parents' meetings, at, you know, with the youth pastor, or young adult leaders in in high school. Mm -hmm. Then there's that natural relationship and shift. Yeah. Shift that yeah. transition is natural. 
So that I, I think that's one of the keys is the interdepartmental relationship yeah. in the church. Yes. The second thing I think is key is uh, when the lead pastor, and many lead pastors maybe are watching now too, mm -hmm. when the lead pastor understands that vision and doesn't just put it off on Josiah yeah. as the young adults pastor, yep. but the lead pastor has to speak that narrative over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. it's, yeah. it's, it's like the concept of culture. Yep. If, if an organization wants a great culture, it has to be said over and over and over again right. from the top. And if, and if, the, and if the, the senior leader sometimes can think, well, I have a department leader over that. Yep. No, a lead pastor has to still share that culture. Yeah. And, uh, and so the interdepartmentally and then building a culture from the leadership on down. Yeah. Can I say something about that real no, quick? Oh, yeah. There is a lead pastor who I know of and he's busy. So he's preaching every week, he's leading a staff, leading yeah. teams, he's yeah. married, he has three kids, but every week he hosts the Young Adult Ministry Life Group mm. in his own home. Good. And what do you think that speaks, or what do you think that that says yeah. to a young adult who's in their yeah. pastor's house yeah. every week? Yep. We believe in the next generation, yep. but it's, at that point, you don't even need to say it. They know it. Good. Yeah. And I think that one of the things that did that leadership thing that this, the young adults see is if they're involved as leaders in the church, yes. whether that's taking offering, running yep. sound, yeah. whether that's they were student leaders in high school, yep. then that leadership capacity yep. is another part of the, the transition being healthy. But if they're all, if we never involve, like for youth pastors, I tell them, if you really want to increase your adult leaders, have student leaders. Because if so you have good. student yeah. leaders, they're developing that leadership from the yeah. time they're in middle school, they graduate, what do they want to do? They yes. want to lead. Yes. <laughs> mm -hmm. So youth ministry, and, and really children's ministry too, but uh, youth ministry must become a leadership factory for the church. Sure. Cool. Because that sustain that keeps yeah. the young adults involved then, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So. Absolutely. That's so cool. Yeah. And then um, with, the, with the whole Equip Conference, that's cool just having this whole vein of breakout sessions and uh, just about generational ministry because it covers everything from like kids ministry, youth, young adults, seniors ministry, wow. like everything in between. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's so cool and just so vital to have that that each department isn't a silo, it's not its mm -hmm. own thing, but that you're thinking about where are these kids coming from, or these kids or adults, and then where are they going to next, and how can we set them up for success in leadership, so, yeah. Good. So that's exciting. Um, one question I had for you guys was, just in this uh, last year, just um, wonderful time just doing ministry, do you have any um, testimonies or kind of stories of things that have happened in your ministry that just those things that just keep you going um, and show you like, this is, this is oh, why man. I'm doing what Story I'm doing. time. <laughs> Story ahead. time. Yeah. So many. Go. <clears throat> Go. Well, I mean, I came out of a setting just this past year where I was on the same church staff for about seven years doing young adult ministry. And so to launch and pioneer with my wife, Micah, Chi Alpha at Normandale. It has been a daily journey of every day there's new stories. Mm -hmm. And I think that one of them that's just etched in my memory because it's so recent, but every Tuesday at 2 p.m., I meet with my friend Aaron. He's a student of ours at Normandale. And he asks me the deepest theological questions mm -hmm. I've ever been asked wow. in close to a decade of ministry. He just is asking such good questions. Are, is it 
does God set up the universe being free will or are we predetermined? You know, yeah, he's asking right. and wrestling with these questions and I'm coming alive because I'm like, I'm not God, I'm not Jesus, I'm not the Holy Spirit, but I've asked those questions mm-hmm. yeah. and so I can relate with what you're asking and mm-hmm. here's what I've concluded or this is what I believe the Bible says. And mm. um, just this past Tuesday, we were meeting and he's just like, you know, he had a little bit of extra spare time before his next class. I was like, what are you doing? I was mm-hmm. like, let's go for a prayer walk. He's like, well, I've never been on a prayer walk. That's great. And I was like, well, I'll teach you how. It, it'll be awesome. It's like Joshua. Mm-hmm. He marched the walls of Jericho and the yeah. walls came tumbling down. Mm-hmm. Mark Batterson is a great, mm-hmm. you know, current example yeah. of he prayer walks Washington, D.C., our nation's capital, um, National Community Church, and everything that he's doing with the book Circle Maker. And that just resonates with my spirit of now that it's warmer out, yeah. oh, <laughs> now that yeah. you can walk outside oh, for yeah. more than five minutes without yeah. getting frostbite, but right. just walking around Normandale Community College, yeah. mm. believing for the revival, the next great Good. awakening yeah. on the Good. campus. And so he's loving it. Yeah. Aaron's, Aaron's, and he's praying out loud. He had never done that before. Mm. And he's praying things like, God, use me as a campus so missionary at wow. Normandale. And yeah. so for me, that's like, that's it right there. That yeah. is why we're doing what we're doing. But you me. being led by the Spirit too, yeah. Josiah. Yeah. To just say, to go out of your way mm-hmm. instead of, you know, let's go watch ESPN or mm-hmm. let's go sit in the cafeteria and have a mocha or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like, Let's go do something spiritual. Yes. Th- that kid will never forget that. Wow. That's powerful. That's so good. Um, man, the stories go through our heads. Right? right? It's just <laughs> like which one to share. Right. Uh, let me group several together. <clears throat> the sexual revolution has overtaken us. And it's not new. Mm-hmm. Uh, the older generation that's watching us right now went through a sexual revolution. Right. There was a sexual revolution in the 20s. There was a sexual revolution in the 40s. Yeah. Obviously, everyone knows about the student movement in the 1960s mm-hmm. and the Jesus people and whatever on the beaches. And you know, I was born in 1963, somewhere around there, <laughs> right before the Jesus movement <laughs> in San Francisco. And yeah. I grew up there. I saw the 1967 mm. race riots from wow. my vantage mm. point. Um, I was born on the corner of Haight and Ashbury. You can go back on my social media. In January, I was in San Francisco yeah. at Hate Park, mm-hmm. and I, I was born two blocks off Hate Park. Wow. I called my mom, and I was like, Mom, is this the place, you know? And I'd been to it before, but I'd never called her to verify it, you know? They've always sent me the address and stuff. Uh-huh. And I show, her the, I show her the apartment, and she was like, Honey, that's it. I, I walked you in the stroller right down to the park wow. there and stuff. Wow. So I grew up just, I was born just a few years before that. And now to see us going through another mm-hmm. sexual revolution is uh, culture shifting. Yeah. Like the terms today. Yep. The, the new terms today that, are, that uh, have been thought of in the past 18 months. Yep. Yeah. It's insanity, yes. man. Yeah. You know, gone is the binary, and mm-hmm. now we have the nine binary, and our, yeah. our thoughts are just, you know. So anyway, <clears throat> I get. I have discussions every week with middle school and high school kids Mm -hmm. who resonate with this one thought. And we are going to take this apart in one of the sessions. Yeah. I always share when we talk about the the sexual revolution, just because, and this this breaks me because so many kids are struggling Mm -hmm. with this. I tell them just because 
um, you are tempted mm. or uh, you have this attraction to the same sex doesn't mean that you're gay. Same sex attraction is not sin. Right. Same sex action is. Yep. And every yep. time I share that, some middle school girl will come up and be like, you know, or, or a high school boy, these, both of this happened in the past few weeks. Do you mean that because I wanted to kiss a girl in my mind that I'm not gay just because I thought that? And I'm like, no, of course not. So they're wrestling with this because they think just because they think this, then they are. And so to watch them come alive when I say yeah. same-sex attraction is not, does not mean you're gay. Same-sex action is another thing. Now let's get into that. So it almost releases this generation yeah. to think yeah. that just because I think, think I'm this way, or think about this, that I must be this way. Mm -hmm. So those kind of, I'm having those conversations every week with, this, yeah. with, with wow. teenagers. Wow. Every week. That's freeing to me, man. Wow. That is freeing to me. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's amazing. So, wow, yeah, it's, it's so, so crazy. I just seeing like the, all the culture shifting around us yeah. and in every area of ministry, whether it's, because um, I can speak for myself personally, like how um, the internet and communications is changing so mm -hmm. rapidly now, how do churches communicate the gospel through those platforms, but then for, again, in, in these areas of young adult, college age, youth, mm -hmm. <laughs> every aspect of ministry is changing and being revolutionized every day. And so like, it's, so it's exciting to see yeah. so many categories of ministry that uh, we're gonna be talking about at the Equip Conference from pastoral leadership, mm -hmm. um, like missional living, worship, creative arts, um, and then of course, generational ministry, which is why uh, like, I'm so glad I was able to have you guys here today with yeah. us. Just to and not only us, yeah. one month away, right? It's like yeah, one month less away. Less than a month. month. Yeah. yeah, less than a month. Yeah, yeah. tomorrow yeah. is, yeah. So, Doug Clay. Hey, Doug, if you're watching. Doug, I know you are. You ain't got nothing else to do, you know? Yeah, bro. Yeah, I'll text you later. Okay, sure. You know, yeah. I mean, these kind of... Sam Chan. Yes. You know Sam really well. Mm -hmm. You guys follow each other on Twitter. Like close, like. close anyway. personal friend. Yeah. Yeah. You know, right. and then the, uh, this Vader's guy too, man. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I love I love Emmanuel Live mm. worship. Emmanuel and... Live. Okay, really? Yeah. They're doing worship. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Get it yeah. on. Let's go. So yeah, so it's gonna be so exciting. Yeah. Being at Emmanuel, having Sam Chance, um, Superintendent Doug Clay, um, who was just elected in 2017 as the. And so it's our, our, our first time having him here yes. at District Council, or at the Equip Conference at least, uh, for our, so that, that's just a treat to have him here. And then um, Carl Vaders too, again, who I appreciate his, he's released a couple of books about uh, small church ministry. Yeah. And how do you be effective, like, as a church of 250 people or yeah. less? So I think that's so cool. Again, just knowing that Good. probably 90% of the churches in Minnesota right. are probably less than 200 so, people. So let's go there. Yeah. Let's go there. Yeah. Um, Right now, yeah. all denominations, okay, mm -hmm. three hundred sixty-ish thousand churches in yes. America. Yes, uh, we have thirteen thousand, something like that. Yes. A lot of that in our movement. All denominations. The you look at the averages of the average size church. It's at ninety-five to one hundred and five. You, you can see yeah. it. it. It varies with every study. Yep. Outreach magazine says I think it said one hundred and three is the average. But um, in you, just youth ministry, mm -hmm. eight out of ten churches. Youth ministries are run by volunteers. Right. Well, right. 78 to 82%. Yeah. 
Youth Worker, Barna, all these people that have done the research. Yeah. Yep. Eight out of 10 youth ministries have volunteer youth leadership. So shout out to every yes. person who's yes. watching, who's a volunteer yes. or bivocational pastor. Yeah. You're in great company. So like many of you know my story, my wife passed away three years ago. One of the last things that Jane said to me was raise the level of youth ministry in America. And I remember that echoing, you know, yeah. the last words your wife says to you wow. are, you know, keep wow. doing what you're doing, right? Wow. So like people say to me, why are you still doing this at 35? I'm like, because if I get to heaven and I quit and try something else, Jane would kill me. Hmm. <laughs> you know, she would be so mad. <laughs> why? You only had a few more years to go. Wow. So that whole idea of the volunteer in ministry yeah. is, listen, we got to stop hauling water to the sea. And what I mean by that is, listen, I'm in all kinds of settings. Josiah, young adults ministry has done in all kinds of settings. Yes. It's not just the big church. No. It, be, yeah. Because sometimes what happens is, and I'll let you respond to that, is we, we, we get this mentality that every church has multiple staff, that every church, like right. my church has nine campuses mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, 10, 11 different youth pastors. Yeah. Uh, great. But that's not how it is. Right. That's if not the I norm. Don't, right. If I don't raise the level yep. of the volunteer yep. across this country in youth ministry, yep. which I will tell you, there are volunteers running youth ministries of 80 to 100 and more students. Wow. Yep. Or the ones who are running the smaller ones that are killing yes. the game. Yeah. Yes. And I could take them and put them in a larger set. I've been to this setting. I have told youth pastors. Mm -hmm. I could take a volunteer and put them in your position and they would do more than you're doing. So we have to really be mindful yeah. that yeah. those who are coming to, to this ministry equip conference are not all full-time staffers mm -hmm. with skinny yeah. jeans and whatever, you know, it's not, that's not man. I'm telling you, yeah. we have to raise a level of the volunteer in each of these rooms at equip conference. Oh, we don't impact the church. It's good. Mm -hmm. It's good. And I agree, like youth ministry does work in a rural church, works in a multi-site church. Yes. It works yeah. in any size church. Yes. Size, um, there's cross contexts and there's yeah. cross transferable principles that work yeah. in any context. Yeah. And we see that with young adult ministry is that there are young adults in every city in Minnesota. There's mm -hmm. over 900,000 young adults just in this state. 18 to 30 year olds. And so there's no shortage of people to yes. reach. And you and I know Dylan McNeely. Yes. And many of you know in our district, Dylan McNeely, who graduated from North Central. I mentored him. We're very close. We mm -hmm. talk on a regular basis. Yep. Dylan goes to a medium to smaller size church in, yep. down in Florida. His wife is the youth pastor. And he says, okay, I'm going to do young adult ministry. They never had Beautiful. it. And now they have over a hundred that come to their social yes. on every Sunday, I think it's Sunday evening yep. because he said, I'm going to get a vision yes. and we're going to organize this thing mm -hmm. and look what's happening. They're influencing yes. hundreds. Attendance might be this, but they're influencing hundreds yes. because he got a vision for it. And I think that's where it starts is a burden and a yeah. vision and, and a belief in God's word that he is who he says he is, that it's all about the name of Jesus. Good. Yeah. And like culture doesn't shape who we are, 
but yeah. the word of God is timeless. And so I think that I think that's spot on. And everywhere that starts a young adult ministry, something is so much better than nothing. Yeah. And you hear of it. Young adults come out of the woodwork Good. as soon as there's a button on the website that says young adults. Because mm-hmm. you're welcome yeah. here. We planned for good. you to come. Good. It's like right. Disney. We're going to show you a really good time. Yeah. 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 yeah, I've heard, that, that's when you mentioned Disney, because I've heard some, some places say, like, if you, like, there's so much that I feel like the church could learn from Absolutely. Disney, which, like, mm-hmm. I, of course, like, not to say that Disney is sure, the greatest sure. thing in our culture, but they just, the way they do so many things. Yeah. Um, because they're not creating roller coasters, they're creating happiness. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's their concept. Yeah. yeah. We're not here to create roller coasters and new lion cages. We're here to create happiness, because happiness... Right. Will bring happiness is cheaper than roller coasters, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Now in the church, we're not trying to create happiness. I get that, um, kind of joy. Joy goes so yeah. much deeper. I've got yeah. the joy. joy. Come anyway, on, yeah. yeah. But creating happiness brings people back, and it's a lot cheaper. Right. Yeah. 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 And storytelling is another thing. Um, they tell story very yeah. well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and yeah, so that's just so cool. I, again, that's why I wanted to make sure I heard like stories from you guys about like. Not just like, what are you doing? But like, show me like, what's an example of how that's impacted? One more. Can I do one more? I got to do one more. And And I'll do it in 30 seconds because we have to go. (laughs) We so have to go. More stories to come at the Equip Conference. But anyway, um, twice this year, this is three months, Uh not even, right? Uh, A youth pastor said to me, I was going to resign. Wow. One of them showed me his resignation letter. Mm -hmm. He said, after this weekend, there's no way. Mm -hmm. I've been totally infused with this new energy and vision mm-hmm. for my youth ministry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's why we do this. Wow. That's so cool. Yeah. So do you I have think, any final thoughts? Well, yeah, comments? I think one of the questions, Ben, that you emailed us was, what does the Assemblies of God in Minnesota mean to you? And how has that impacted your ministry? And hearing that story, yeah. I was just thinking of a, of a story that embodies that perfectly. There's a pastor named Denny Curran in Cold Spring, and he planted a church there many years ago. And I remember I drove up to just ask him about prayer and learning how to pray. And he shared this story of he was ready to give up. There was a day that he didn't know if he could make it any longer. And he called a guy by the name of Arvid Kingsrider, Mm. who had planted a church in Bloomington. And Arvid didn't have any answers for him. But an hour later, Arvid had driven 90 miles, knocked on his door, showed up for him. That's great. Came through in the time of need. And I just... Like this fall, it was tough launching a new ministry, but I had that exact same thing Good. happen. There was yeah. a, a friend of mine from the Minnesota Assemblies of God who's a pastor, leads his own ministry. Yeah. And my wife, Micah, was in other meetings, and I was just on campus mm. thinking, wow, this is a lot harder than I thought it would be maybe. Yeah. And there was a pastor who showed up for me, just came through for me. Good. And I think that in the Assemblies of God, we're a family. Yeah. We pray for Good. each other. We encourage each other. You're never alone, yeah. and we're there for each other. And Good. I think that that's the beauty of ministry is that for sure with God, you're never alone, but with a community, a fellowship of believers, mm-hmm. we're in this together. Yeah. This Absolutely. conference, over 50 breakout sessions, sessions. Right? Yeah. over breakout 50 sessions. breakouts. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm telling you, if you are in a low moment in, in mm. your ministry, you need to be here. Yeah. You really do. Because I know many of these presenters... And they're not taking this for granted. I, I, I guarantee you, Josiah has already prayed about it. Mm-hmm. I have. Mm-hmm. I've been praying about each of my four yeah. sessions. Yeah. It, and that it would not just be information, that it would be inspiration. Yes. And yes. so if you're wondering, man, I don't know if I can afford this, call the, call the district office. Kirby will pay for it. <laughs> 
maybe. <laughs> Somebody will, okay? Yeah. And I'll help. Like, mm-hmm. you, if you need help, I'll let the district office know before I go, can I pay for one person to come? Yeah. Right? Well. If you need a place to stay, stay in my place. I live downtown. You can stay in my place. Now, I really mean this. I really do. So don't let anything deter you from right. coming. Because right. you may be sitting in one of those, those sessions, and the Holy Spirit will come upon you through those presenters, and you, like the story I just told, you will tear up your resignation letter or have a greater vision with yeah. one of the ideas that is shared from one of these presenters at the Equip Conference. Yeah. Yeah, we're so excited for it. We believe it's going to be a powerful time. So thank you so much, Jeff. Of course. Um, yeah. Of course. Um, and we're, um, and again, it's, it's not too late to sign up and register for the Equip Conference. In the, the link in this video, you'll be able to go to equipconference.org. You'll be able to register Good. Um, online. Get, if you're from your church, you can register your whole church up to uh, 100 people, 200 people, whatever size of church you're at. You can mm-hmm. register for a price invite all your volunteers. This is not mm-hmm. just for your pastoral staff. This Good. is for every um, usher, worship team person, every person at your church yeah. who volunteers serves in any way. Your, get your youth leadership team here. Like This is going to be a great conference. It's something for everybody. So we're so excited uh, to be able to host this. Um, so yeah, it's again, you can register at equipconference.org. Um, and then you can, as well, if you click on the featured um, speakers, you can learn more about Sam Chan, Doug Clay, Carl Vaders, um, and then view the list of all the breakout sessions as well. So this is something we're really looking forward to. Um, we're putting a lot of time and prayer and effort yeah. into making this be the, the best it can be. So we're, we're just so excited for what's going to come and um, encourage you guys all to be there. So Yeah, looking yeah. forward to seeing you guys there. So, yeah. So, wow. Thank you again, guys, so much for being here, uh, for sharing your heart about youth ministry, young adult ministry, and for, um, yeah, just helping us uh, get this conference out there. So, yeah. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. See you at the Equip Conference in one month. April 26th and 27th. Equipconference.org. Yes.